What's up, FitFam? This is Giovanni of Geo's Logic, your host of Fitness Junkies. I hope this show meets you in good health and spirits, and if not, I hope it inspires you to do something about it. Today, well, before I introduce my guests, let's show a clip that will introduce my guests. Because in either game, life or football, the margin for error is so small. I mean, one half a step too late or too early, and you don't quite make it. One half second too slow, too fast, you don't quite catch it. The inches we need are everywhere around us. They're in every break of the game, every minute, every second. On this team, we fight for that itch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that itch. We claw with our fingernails for that itch. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. I thanks for delivering those clips and that speech from uh, any given Sunday. I love that speech because it's really kind of like a life lesson about how close you can be or actually how, you know, it is a game of inches and so is life. Exactly. No, my my boy Terrence, how are you? How you doing, man? Good, good. Pleasure. No, thank you, one. Thank you for having me on the show, man. Yes. It's, uh, it means so much just to be in this platform. Uh, you know, thank you. I was like, I'm, I'm kind of still hyped up from watching the film right now. <laughs> and my heart's beating. And so, no, it's, uh, you know, when you have that passion. And um, but no, I'm, I'm going to go along with you and say that, uh, you know, that speech, um, you know, in life and football, that's, you know, you're so, you know, one, you're one inch away. Uh, you're one step away. You're one talk away. You're one text away. One email away. So the uh, the opportunities that are you know in front of you daily, uh, health wise, uh, you know mentally, physically, spiritually, uh, you know I believe in that every day, man. So now that's why I had to share that, uh, you yes. know, with because uh, that was that meant something. Like I can watch any given, I can watch that scene, yeah, and be good. So yeah, now. yeah. <laughs> so um, every guest. Uh, gives us their fitness journey um, from as far back as you want to go, um, how you kind of graduated from, you know, playing in the park to the highest heights that you got and that brings you to where you are today. Absolutely. Okay. Well, um, let me just start at, uh, you know, I got to go back to Kansas. That That's when, uh, you know, we think that, 
just being the fastest person in Topeka, Kansas, that was my fitness journey. That's how it started off, you know, just being the, the competition. Uh, I wanted to be the best athlete. I wanted to be the fastest, but we don't have YouTube and these drills and everything now. It was, back then it was literally, I didn't educate myself on, um, you know, defenses and offenses. It was read the playbook, do what the, you know, the coach or my dad says to me. So that's the thing that where it started for me is that I, there was no weights, there was no uh, sprints, there was no ladder drill. Uh, you know, graduating and getting, being fortunate enough to uh, get a, you know, receive a Division I scholarship, uh, that's when my real fitness journey started uh, because I was so far behind, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and uh, seeing just like uh, the first guy I met, his name was Big England. And I walked up to him, you know, he's 6'7", 6'8", 275, solid, you know, his muscles busting out the top of his neck. <laughs> and you're sitting there, and I'm like, hey, how you doing, man? Terrence Card, I'm a freshman. He's like, hey, they call me Big England. I'm a freshman, too. I was like, oh, shit, I'm never going to play again. <laughs> I'm never going to play on a Division One level because, right. uh, you know, I'm skinny. I'm a skinny kid that just happened to be good at football, basketball, and fast enough to you know uh, you know get away from you. So that would be you know the start of my real fitness journey. Uh, other than the health wise, because my coaches was telling me to eat McDonald's every single day to gain weight. That's you know that's what Colorado State. So I would go from training table eating meat, potatoes, green beans, everything, and my coach would hand me you know he's just like all right. Here's some money right here. Go and get McDonald's right now. Wow. And I want to see you eat it. Wow. We want 40 pounds on you by next season. Right. And this is, uh, you know, the the misinformation uh, from coaches, <laughs> from, you know, everybody has their own uh, myths on how to gain weight, uh, you know, on how, how to work out. And so uh, I started to get size, started to get, you know, taller, started to gain weight. Uh, you know, you have no choice when you're doing through real two-a-days. That's, in college, the real two-a-days were we start at 5 in the morning. You go to, you know, you're walking out of meetings. You're on, um, you're literally on the field by 6. You practice two and a half, three hours. You go dive in the, in the ice tub. You go back. You go to meetings again, and then you're back out on the field. Mm-hmm. And you might be a three-a-day. So, I mean, uh that's back when they mm-hmm. let them kill the athletes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, this is when your body, like, everybody hated the, the cold tub on the first day. Like, no, no, we're good, man. We're in shape. We're, you know, we're 18, 19, 20 years old. We're good to go. Everybody was doing swan dives. You know, did you see the Olympics right there? I was like, the woman that won the diving, everybody's diving in there by the time, you know, day by the two time is it? three comes Oh, around. yeah, two or three. I was like, I'm talking about day after day two. Uh, I mean, but this is when you're all out. But, you know, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't take, you know, anything away from it. I loved every single second of it. So in high school, how did you escape? playing football without training in the weight room? Um, I'm just going to be honest. Kansas sports wasn't like a Florida, a Texas, an Oklahoma, a California. Uh, and so that was along the lines of I was physically behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when, when you see a Darren Sproles come out of Kansas, that wasn't a program, a, a coach and a program that knew exactly what he was doing. 
And, you know, he's, he's you know, look at him now, you know, saying right. successful when he came out of Kansas. I think it was a Latham North, I think, uh, where he came out of. I'm from Topeka, Kansas, you know, okay. so we're literally running a 6-1 defense, uh, a split, you know, a split offense uh, veer. And <laughs> I'm, I'm just kind of – I was fortunate enough to be bigger than the next man, and I wanted it a little bit more. I was like, I had to get past you. I'm gonna get tackled. I'm gonna tackle you. You're not gonna stop me. That was installed with the, you know, from my mother and my father. Mm. Uh, that competition. We're real competitive. Uh, whether it's Monopoly, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, football, basketball, baseball. Uh, I competed with my brother a lot, like mm. all the time, because he's he was the pretty boy. He's you know the basketball player, the talented one, right? Okay. So I would go and steal his trophies that he'd win. He'd win these first place trophies in football, basketball, and baseball and track. And I'm like, give me that. And I'm, like, and I'm setting them on my shelf like we don't have bunk beds. He's just like, bro, I see that you're taking my, my trophies. So right. it was that was just installed in me. So for, um, for that, to be fortunate enough to make varsity um, and to play at that level, was it was just strictly determination. And I was blessed to, to be in a league where I was able. But if I was in Florida, if I was in Oklahoma, I would be in a program. Uh, that would have made me lift, made me, you know, raise the, you know, my standards and raise the bar. Uh, but I got to be honest, at a 6A school in Kansas, it was probably a 2A school in, you know, Texas. Uh, so, so that doesn't sound like a scenario that gets you to. Did you play in the NFL as well? Oh uh, no, I, I worked out. I had lots of NFL workouts right. and uh, never, never made it. Uh, so that that broke my heart. But you, you know. played professional football. Yes, for uh, arena 10 football. Years? Yes, yes, ten yeah. years in arena football. League. So it doesn't sound like <laughs> that guy would make it to Absolutely. that level. What What was the the, uh, the, the turning point for me was uh, when you see people on the field. Uh, at a D1 level, it could be from anyone, NAIA, D2, when you see somebody in front of you, and that's where that competitiveness came back into me. And I was like, I want that spot. So what am I going to have to do? I'm going to have to spend more time in the weight room. I'm going to have to eat more. I'm going to have to eat right. I have to be faster. What am I going to do? Uh, you know. Uh, so it was literally the I have to, I have to beat him. Mm. That was what got me uh, to that drive. And then uh, accountability, uh, really looking at myself on uh, a lot of people that made it were hungry mm. and they don't need a coach. They don't need somebody. They don't need somebody to pat them on the back. They don't need anybody. I needed that mm. because that's what I came from. I was like, you know, I'm Kansas and standout athlete, you know, but I have to do, I do what you tell me to do. Mm-hmm. Everybody else that's you know dug and it was hungry for it, and they're out running in the you know in the open field. Nobody told them to go and run on the field. Mm -hmm. Nobody told them to do drills. Nobody told them to study the playbook. And they, and that was just kind of looking inward. And I said to myself, it was, I think my um, I got cut from the Los Angeles uh, Avengers. Uh, so I'm I'm real cocky, you know I'm solid i'm fast i'm you know and i finally looked at myself was like 
wait a minute, if this is the end of my career, I have to give it my best shot. And so I dropped down a league. Uh, it was the AF2 then. And then I, I would work. Had that. Yeah, no, okay. th- nobody did. <laughs> nobody did. And I was like, this is, so I'm, you know, um, the Los Angeles Avengers, now they're flying private planes and playing in the Staples Center and playing against Bon Jovi's team, uh, mm-hmm. you know, San o- the Fries with San Jose, uh, you know, Philadelphia. So these are, you know, this is where you want to be if, but, you know, in the AFL. I want the journey to get back to the NFL. I right. want that shot. Right. Um, but then I was just like, I'm looking around the locker room, and I'm like, this guy is still over here studying, and I can't wait to leave and go and chase girls, or I can't wait to go and party. Mm. And uh, the one guy was going and lifting after uh, my brother-in-law. After now. a game? After a game, after practice, after – I mean, it was important to them that – they was the best at that position. They're the best at their craft. Mm. And I had to learn that by getting cut. Mm. And my dream, my passion, my everything is, I was like, it's getting taken away from me. And then I had to say, wait a minute, what's gonna give me the best shot? I have to get stronger. I have to get up, I have to you know, get cardio. I have to, if it's 80 plays on the field, I have to be, beat the man in front of me for 80 plays. And I want to be recognized. Those highlights right there, that was from watching hours and hours of film and knowing that when he was uh, heavy on one foot, does he have a high hand plant, a low hand, a low hand plant? What does the quarterback do on third and long? What, is that, what do they do in midfield? These are what winners do. They mm. study these Hall of Famers and these NFL players and these great athletes and through all these programs, they, it means something to them. Right. And so that's where my journey honestly took a, you know, took a turn is when I looked at myself and I got serious about my fitness. I got serious about my craft. Uh, I, I was honest with my, brutally honest with myself. I was, I'm behind. Uh, I'm not fast enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not tall enough. And when you have NFL scouts uh, come up to you and say, hey, um, man, if you was one inch taller and 10 pounds heavier, well, <laughs> wait, well, uh, wait, I can I can go, believe me, I can go get McDonald's right now and get, get 10, 10 pounds. I can get the 10, <laughs> but I can't get, you know, get taller. These right. are the things that they are, you know, but if you were a standout athlete, if you would have took the initiative in the first place and not wait on a coach, Mm-hmm. And you didn't have to wait on a parent, and you didn't have to wait on a teammate. Get up, get your pads, get your shoes, do whatever, and uh, and that's what's helped me now. As uh, you know, on my journey, uh, now at 38 years old, I'm old now, but it means something to me that I have to be up and out of the house and in the gym because mm. I want to give my best chance at health, at life. These are the, these are one of the few things that you can control is your health. Mm. I can get in a car and get in a car accident tomorrow. Right. I was like, I can catch cancer. I can do this. But I was like, the things I can do, I might be able to beat diabetes. Right. I might be able to, you know, uh, beat heart disease with uh, losing more weight. I might, you know, uh, I don't want to be on high blood pressure medication. Mm-hmm. And so to look at, you don't have to be skinny. You don't have to be buff. You don't have to be whatever. 
to, I want you to be healthy. Mm. And that's what, that's what I want to share. Mm. And that's what I just kind of push. And, uh, you know, it's something in my life. It means something to me to get up and push as hard as you can every day because it's that you're one inch away. Right. <laughs> you know, right. you're one inch away, man. And yeah. that's how I, that's how I drive is knowing that that opportunity, that one call, that one text, that one step, that one lift is going to get me to the level uh, I believe that I'm going to be finally satisfied. But until then. It's interesting that you had such an epiphany um, from failure. Um, they say that if you have a growth mindset, there's no failures. There's just learning. Mm. And yeah. that's kind of what you did. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to guess you learned a lot during your football career, your professional football career, mm -hmm. and how it's now applying to your life. Yes. Can you talk about that? Oh, man, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, just with the preparation, let's start with that, the preparation and the mindset. Uh, there is, uh, on football, it starts way before the game. I was like, just like in life and football, it starts way before work. It starts way before, uh, you know, just in, your, in this position right now and, uh, you know, where you are right now interviewing me. It didn't start with you just walking in the door and saying, hey, I'm good at what I do. Right. No, it started with putting a plan together, getting your mind right, studying, preparing every single day, and then going in and putting the physical, you know, now, now i got to prepare physically. Right. I was like, now the mental is done, that, that I'm ready to go. You got to get up and pop up. You can drag if you want, but guess what? That player that's about to go up against you, that, that person that's competing for that same job, that same position, is up and ready mentally and ready to put in more hours than you. They're ready to, they're ready to take your spot. Mm -hmm. They're ready for you to fail, so they want you to step on that field one step away. Right. That one inch away, so many, I have so many quarterback hits that should have been sacks, but I was one inch away. Mm. I was one second away from making that big play. So you saw a couple on there that was, you know, um, sack force fumbles, and those were big plays. But um, my, my biggest game, uh, Corey Mayfield came off the, my, one of the best coaches I've ever had. And um, I had three sacks in one game. In arena, that's, that's really good. And uh, I finally came off. Defensive player of the game. I'm getting interviewed, ESPN2. I was like, man, I'm, I feel great. Right. I'm on top of the world, right? right. Coach is sitting back there, huge dip in his mouth. <laughs> he's just like, uh, he's like, you left something out there. He's like, he's like, I, I, if I was you, I wouldn't be excited right now. <laughs> what, what do you mean? I was like, coach, we won the game because I made the play. He said, if you would have made the plays before the end of the game, we wouldn't have come down to this play. And so it messed my head up. And then uh, I didn't even go out that night. I didn't go chase girls. I didn't right. go do anything. Right. I had the, uh, the trainer. I was like, hey, I want the film. Went and sat home. And I was tired. So I took plays off. Ah. And then I saw that that old lineman looked like he owned me. On that one, I didn't give it my all. And I didn't, so, you know, to go back to it is that the preparation that went into it and taking it seriously every day, every play, um, and just being in a mindset of, 
are you going to get beat or is it, are you going to let it beat you? Are you going to take everything on yourself and put it on your back? Mm. And, uh, you know, I, I had lots of games where, you know, you don't have to be the hero. But that old lineman and quarterback didn't like me. Right. You know, and I was like, and, and that's how I can take it into my job and then into my work ethic uh, every day is I want the best possible chance to be successful. And I know I want to walk out. And when I lay down every single night, I want to know I gave it my best shot uh, and being the best human, the best friend, the best brother, the best son, the best anything, entrepreneur, anything I want to accomplish, I want to give it my best foot forward. Mm. And if that's not how you're going to live your life, you're just going to be content, then just go ahead, you know, then that's fine. Go ahead, be you, but don't complain when it when uh, when you get passed up. Right, right, <laughs> right. So, um, I, funny, I had NFL dreams, but I was way undersized um, at 5'11", 225 pounds playing defensive line. Yeah. Um, talk to me about never getting a real shot in the NFL yeah. and that dream dying, and how do you... How does that, like, oh. how do you live with that? Oh, man. I mean, one, uh, it's just something that you just have to live with because I don't believe in regret. I don't believe in, uh, you know, we believe in lessons, mm. all right? Uh, I'm, I'm happy for everybody that gets the chance to step on that field underneath those lights. Uh, you know, uh, envy and jealousy used to drive me crazy until I grew into the man I am today. Mm. Um, but now I'm, I literally, I'm going to be your biggest fan. But um, back to it is that um, it, it, it ate me up for so long. Uh, and I started to blame coaches. I started to blame, uh, you know, the, the the defensive setup. You know, we were, we ran a four three Tampa two. Uh, I was like, I'm a pass rusher. I should have been here. You know, and, and you go into this woulda, coulda, shoulda, and um, you know, it, if I would have taken my uh, physical, you know, when you look back on it, you know, physically. Height, you can't, you can't do that. You right. know, I was like, that, there's nothing we can help there. Right. But um, if I would have given myself the best chance uh, by being the best defensive end in Colorado State, that would have helped me to be in the best, uh, you know, um, the, the study. I was the best athlete. Uh, and I was like knowing that when I stepped on the field to give myself the best shot, that an agent would come on and talk to me. You know, I was like, because I did this all, all alone. Uh, I was like, I don't believe that my college coaches liked me. I don't believe. And it made me real angry, and I didn't want to play. So that's it hurt me a lot when the, when your strength coach and college coach says, hey, man, you know, yeah, this is – you're not going to play football anymore. What? <laughs> you know, and um, so not making it on a level that you've dreamed of, yeah, it hurts. It's, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's just like anybody else having any other dream of what you truly want to become and what's, what you consider making it. Mm. Uh, but what I found is that joy and happiness of perfecting my craft in arena football and giving my best shot there. And I was like, I did actually make it on TV. I did have a, you know, a few fans, and it was fulfilling. Mm. But I had to be honest with myself and say I didn't take the correct steps to make it to the NFL. 
could I have, you know, could have coached, could have taken a shot with me? Yeah. Could they have, you know, I could have had a couple more workouts? Absolutely. But I had five years to look at my life and push harder than the other million athletes around the country in every single program and say that I deserve the shot over this defensive end. And I can't say honestly that I, that I could do that mm. because I didn't take it serious. I was more into partying. I was more into chasing women. I was more into, you know, let's have fun. And then I wanted to know that, okay, I'm better than the person I'm playing. That's not how it goes in recruiting. That's not how it goes in when somebody is about to pay you millions of dollars. They have to know that you're the best possible person for this position that one percenters make. Mm. To make it on this level, if you want to play under these, these lights, you better get serious about it. And I never, and I honestly was, until I got cut from the arena football, um, I didn't, I honestly did not take it serious. So, um, but I becoming, uh, you know, a better athlete after and becoming a student of the game and becoming, um, you know, I don't think, I don't think I've ever been an all-star uh, pro or anything like that. I just knew I wanted to get to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And it was important to me to get to the quarterback, whether it was a sack, quarterback hit, a fumble, turn and run, or anything. And um, that's what actually fulfilled me and those dreams because I actually started to learn. And I, I literally started to study myself. Mm. And so the, after that day, that coach, you know, Mayfield, son of a, <laughs> uh, you know, after that, I was like, wait a minute. Now I have to watch myself along with watching the game film of what this player did. What did I do? So then it goes back to life in football. What did I do today? Right. Did I miss a step? Right. Did I miss an hour? Was I lazy? Did I miss a call? Did I follow up? Did I do anything? I mean, sales, I'm in sales now, and that's, these are the steps you have to follow to be successful. Yeah. <laughs> you have to push every day. You have to be accountable, and you have to step up and be the man that you're supposed to be and you can be. Mm. And those dreams, just because it didn't come true doesn't mean that you're not great. Right. You know, it just means that you was meant for another path. And, the you know, the fans, the couple fans that I had and, uh, you know, the people that I've been surrounded around and brought into my life and that I've met throughout my career, I was like, it's more fulfilling than anything. I was like, well, now, but I had to accept that. I was like, Taylor, yeah, you didn't make it to the NFL, but guess what? You made it to being able to do what you love. Yeah, Yeah. you, you do what you love. On in a in, you know on national television yeah. in an arena with you know fourteen thousand people in it, you're getting to sign autographs after it. You're on a private plane with the fries and right. you, you know you're getting to go into suites and with the uh, where the Pittsburgh Steelers play and where uh, you know the, all these things. Why aren't you thankful for this mm. and not looking at this jealousy and envy? Because it'll rot you. It'll yeah. rot you. It'll truly rot you. Looking at other someone else's lives. And saying, oh, that should have been me. So you pushed through, you kept striving, you, mm-hmm. you tried to get your opportunity, you started learning, you started studying. Then it came towards the end of 
arena football, what was the end like there, and what team were you on? Oh man, that's now, nah, yeah. That, <laughs> now you can now you're gonna pull it out of me. Uh, well, uh, it was Vince Neal's team. Vince Neal's team here, uh, you know, Motley Crew. Um, it was uh, his the Las Vegas Outlaws. So this is how I ended up in Las Vegas. Is okay. that? Um, you know, this is, uh, you know, I knew that I only had a couple more years left. I'm 32 years old. Um, I'm not as fast as I was. I'm not as strong as I was. Um, but I can still get to the quarterback. I know I can beat you. And But now I know the athlete and the man I, I am. And um, I want to do more. So um, playing, you know, in this program, it's a, it was a new team. I was like, you know, there was a lot of things that was done wrong, a lot of, you know, bridges burned. Um, but uh, my last game, um, I was setting up an offensive lineman, and I broke through the line. You know, I was like, set him up inside, went outside. Fullback came, put his uh, top of the helmet right in my knee. And I'm laying there like, no, nah, man, this, this can't be it. You know, you, I feel it. I feel something wrong. Um, I finished the game after they shot me up with cortisone and everything like that, wrapped it up. Uh, and then I had to have surgery after the season. What kind of surgery? Uh, this was a MCL, uh, uh, ligament damage, LT band. Uh, this was this was just kind of not you know ACL or right. anything, uh, but it was enough to know that I did not want to do this anymore. And so... Um, the problem with most athletes is they don't have a plan after football. Mm -hmm. You know, if you get off the enough NFL field, you can be an analyst and you know start to put you know podcasts and be successful. Now, for the last ten years, my resume is football. So now I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not going back into playing football, not doing what I love anymore. What? is it that I'm going to do? What am I good at? Don't know. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> like, and uh, so being honest with myself now, I'm like, wait a minute, man. Um, well, let me go for these high-paying jobs. So I'm going and sending my resume, the lack there is. Like, there's only a couple paragraphs in there. Right, and then football. <laughs> and fo football, is, it's name, date, you know, birth and everything. Right. Football, football. And so I'm going on these interviews with these high-end companies and medical sales and pharmaceutical and, you know, and I'm like, uh, hey, how you doing? Oh, we love you, Terrence, but what do you, what does this, you know, how does this equate into you're going to be a good employee for us? Right. Uh, I, I don't know, <laughs> but you said come interview that's what I'm doing right so my resume uh I had to start actually as a merchandiser uh I went from playing you know in front of thousands of people to stocking beer in a Smith's in Las Vegas while limping wow also uh, because I had surgery but I, I needed a job right I actually lied on the physical and was just like hey they was like Terrence you know you need to walk and lift and everything and I'm like, don't tell him you just had surgery. Do not tell him you need a job because arena football is not NFL money. Yeah. Uh, What's the difference? I know the average salary for NFL is like in the three the minimum salary is like mm -hmm. 300K. Yeah. What's so, the, the, 
about three hundred dollars. Like that's <laughs> well, it in a, in an okay. old arena one before it folded. Uh, you know, I say it would average around eighty to eighty thousand to a hundred thousand. Uh, the high end the quarterback was quarterbacks would get around you know maybe you know plus one hundred thousand definitely. Um, quarterbacks you know, don't get a million. Oh no, no, and and, and you no know, Kurt Warner, you no know, all of those guys. I was like, <sighs> no these now these are talented guys, and I believe so many more athletes on the arena level deserve a shot, and they you know they have a talent. And they have an edge that uh, you know they deserve to be looked at, but Grinders. you know. Um, but the the thing is, is that's why I feel that they deserve the shot because that arena two level that mm-hmm. I was telling you about, right, right. Um, that paid two hundred dollars a game, <sighs> and that was if you won the game. <laughs> if you didn't win the game, you got I think it was one sixty, one fifty or one sixty. If you lost the game. Wow. Now you get a free meal. We got coupons to go to Burger King. And you got to take a slow, no air-conditioned bus home, (laughs) no matter where you play. So you're taking these 12 to 15-hour trips all over the country. And I'm like, now I'm really thinking, you know what, man? Maybe this is not my journey. Right. So if you're willing to put up with that, and still go put your life on the line and play and do what you love for two hundred dollars, and then you see somebody you know in the NFL that won't play for a million dollars. That's kind of you know you're just sitting there like, wait a minute, man. Like I'm doing this because I love it. I'm passionate about it. I need it. I'm grinding for it. I literally played a game in arena football and then I would go bounce while cramping. I'm cramping. I'm bleeding. I'm still sweating because I'm still hot. You know, the adrenaline is pumping. And I'm standing at a door, you know, just to make ends meet to do what I love. So, no, that was – but it went from 80 – you know, when the league – before the league folded, um, yeah, it was around 80 to 100,000 average in the arena one players. Uh, Then the league folded. Everybody got the same, around $1,000. Everybody played $1,000 a game. That's it. It was like wow. that. Now this was taxes. Now take taxes and right. other guys had child support and everything. So right. you, you know that you might be paying for five hundred dollars a game. Wow. So we have these national national sponsors. Right. And you, the you know the high execs and the owners are making all this money because how can you sell out an arena? Um, you know, have these national sponsors uh, on ESPN two and you know all these games. And then you're paying your players $500 a game. Right. It's like, that's true slavery. Yes, there. that is. like, And so we, you know, it's. I think it's a little bit better now, but I don't really follow it now. But right. that's what we had to go through. And to me, that's, that's true grind. Mm. Uh, when you have to literally have to do your job, get off and go to your job just to support your family, yourself, and you know, and just try to get the opportunity, and that's where my my workouts came from. Uh, my NFL workouts came after you know <laughs> going and uh, just grinding every day. And then you know, I was fortunate enough to hear from Cleveland Cleveland Indians. I mean, Cleveland uh, Browns, the Philadelphia Eagles, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But these are just workouts. Thousands of players do that, and uh, one was bad <laughs> um, because. 
I'm working a full-time job, and I didn't work out in no off-season. Mm. And uh, I blew that one with the Cleveland Browns. The other one, the Philadelphia Eagles. Now this is when I'm. This is my shot. I, I'm gonna. I'm all in. Uh, this is. I'm six four, two eighty five. Um, you know, I feel great. This is the best. This is my best shot. This is my only shot. And this is when they had uh, speed ends. You know, so this has had a low track stance and they're coming off the edge i'm like this is me mm -hmm. i know this is what i am and i ran my 20 um and the coach was like this showed the other coach because uh you know big guys they don't run 40s they ran 20s which okay. i was thankful for because my 40 was garbage <laughs> my, i only had an explosion you know in my get off and he was like he said hey carter do it again I was like, man, I was like, must have been slow, right? So man. I would sit, just start doubting myself, load up, put my, you know, hand on the line, crowd the line, bow, go. <laughs> Run through. You see, I turned around real quick. I was like, man, I was like, come on, man. Like, that right. couldn't have been slow. Right. Coach was like this. Look after, he's just like, hmm. He's like, Carter, you're done. I was like, I was like, that was it. I was like, that was my best shot to get into the NFL. Did, did you and, see uh, what it was? And uh, the coach was just like, he saw my face. I said, I went up and I, I handed him. I was like, coach, that was the D-line coach. I don't remember his name. Um, but he was like, coach, thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate you. I'm going to go, you know, hop back on the plane. He's like, he's like, Carter, what are you talking about? He's just like, you see those guys in suits over there? He's like, they came down. He's like, that's why I had you run again. He's like, they came down to see you. I'm like, now my heart's pumping, man. I was like, I was, I was like, I was like, wait a minute, man. I was like, is this, is this, my, this might be practice squad. This might be signing. And um, I went. He's like, go shower up. He's like, I'll see you in the offices. And they kept on working out the other guys. Right. I'm like, I said, Philadelphia Eagles, come on, man. Like, I'm praying. I'm, I'm like, ah. I'm cheesing. I'm like, I can't stop smiling. Right, right, right. I was like, I said, but this is, this is, but, um, you know, and this came from I worked a full time job. I worked out before I went to the work. I was a TA at an elementary school making $9 an hour. After I got off at 3 30, 4 o'clock, I would go and lift. Then I would drive down to Lawrence, Kansas. My brother-in-law, Brandon Perkins, and some other guys that went to KU were let me work out on the field at KU. So I'm driving for 20, 20 minutes to go and work out, work on my 40, do drills, do, you know, do drops and everything like that, drive back home, and by that time it's around 12 and I got to be up at 6 again. That's wow. when I was really – that's when – that was my best shot because that was true grind for me, and that was uh, – that's when I got my best opportunity. And that's why I say that I didn't – if I would have done this in college, in high school, and educated myself and not wait for hope and everything to come together and lightning to crash, and, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> right. for, to just get that one opportunity. Right. Um, so uh, – but I went up to the offices – and I'm sitting there, you know, just puffed, you know, just look right. big, look, look big, <laughs> look big, Terrence. You know, I was like, I was like, come on, this is it. And he came out and was just like, 
Terrence, sorry. He said it was. It had to be unanimous if we was going to sign you. He's like, we feel that um, you know a more experienced player, uh, you know, is a better fit for us. He's like, so you had, uh, I think it was eight out of nine votes. He's just like, so he's like, but needed to be unanimous. And I was like, you, you eight out of nine. Yo, that's ninety percent. Uh, that's one person that just. Um, you know, their experience in the NFL, that was just like he's an arena football player. He has bad habits. He has this and this and this. Like, and, it's, and it's that one person. That's why I said it's you're Inches. one inch away. You're one person away. You're one call away. You're one ever. And you always want to give yourself the best opportunity. And I walked away hurt, but that was my best shot right. at getting my goal. And then I kept that same work ethic uh, throughout my arena career. Got so it. yeah, that was wow. yeah, man. Like that was that was it. I was like that was, like I said, it was gut riching, and to hear that I was one vote away. Um, but like I said, I had to be accountable and I had to be honest about my diet. I had to be honest about my actions. I had to be honest about my work ethic. Uh, that it was too late, you know, and that sometimes you know that you do fall into that perfect you know, uh, position and where, you know, that coach says yes or that employer says yes. That happened after football, um, you know, with my career, and that's what's actually happening now. Uh, I was like, I feel that I found the perfect role for me uh, where I can be myself. I can share my experience, my pain, my mental health, my, you know, hydration and all these things, and um, now I'm actually happy uh, because I found something that, Football was a perfect fit for me, and I'm still striving to be the perfect fit in you know everything in my life. But now that I'm able to get up and do uh, do something I love, and do something I believe in, I was like that can make me push through my work hours and then anything else on my other ventures. I was like I'm more than happy to do because now I was like now I know what I want to do. I want to be happy. I want to be healthy. I want to, um, you know, do the things I love and not worry about my checking account. Uh, you know, I was right. like, wait a minute, I want to buy a flight home to see my family, but will I have to eat peanut butter and jelly for the rest of the time? <laughs> right, you know, right, so right. no, I'm just, just like happy and blessed right now, man. So that's a good transition. Hey, Travis, let's run that other video to show the audience what he's doing right now. Time to hydrate. Best kept secret in sports. No longer secret. So, yeah. I think you brought oh, something yeah, no, for us here, did you not? So, I brought you goodies. Here, nice. Here, this is uh, this is BioSteel. So, um, BioSteel was actually founded in 2009 from uh, you know, an ex NFL, um, NHL player, Michael Camilleri, and he found this uh, that BioSteel that that sports was missing something, and so you take these, look at the you know these sugary drinks and these carbonated drinks. I used to drink all sport when I was a kid. That was basically soda. 
Right. I was like, and then uh, I was like, okay, well, we have Gatorade and all these people, and it's on the sideline. And they found this craft that it would be, uh, you know, this hydration, this clean, healthy hydration that is sugar-free, that athletes deserve the best shot. You know, that goes back to everything. Give right. yourself the best chance. And this right. is what BioSteel does, and that's why we have signed the athletes that we have because these, uh, these top athletes – and across sports from in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, Major League Soccer, these athletes believe in BioSteel just because this is what they want to put in. You want to fuel your body? I was that's like, with hydration, this is what you want to fuel your body with. And this is why they came up with it back in 2009. Uh, it, it's actually been around a long, a long time, but it just was called the pink drink. Right. Yeah. And so most of the time you would see a Gatorade bottle or a cup and it would be pink. And, you you know, you can go back and look at it. I was like, you know, or a water bottle like this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you see athletes spraying it in. It's BioSteel. And I was like, so, but, you know, because Gatorade has put so much uh, money on the sidelines and paying for it. Right. I was like, you you wouldn't see it. So they finally marketed it and put this amazing product out. And uh, signing, you know, athletes such as, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Jalen Ramsey, DeAndre Hopkins, Connor McDavid. Uh, you know, we've partnered with, um, you know, uh, franchises, uh, NBA, Toronto Raptors. We just uh, signed the uh, – we just became the official sponsor of the Los Angeles Lakers. So these organizations and athletes trust us because – we're putting out a clean, healthy hydration that one we believe in and that they believe in. That is when, you know, you, whether it's practice, whether it's a daily routine, whether it's on the sideline, you're not supposed to be putting sugar into your body. Right. Uh, you know, when you're, it doesn't matter if you're lifting, whether you're practicing. Um, I remember most of the times, uh, you know, when we were throughout high school, throughout college, where we're just like, hey, man, go put more powder, uh, powder Gatorade in there and make it sweeter, because we want to, <laughs> we want to, you know, we want it to taste good right. while we're pouring sweat, right? And you know, no electrolytes, no nothing, like we're everything we're needing, right? And we want more sugar, right? How does that make sense? No, it doesn't. No, you know, and so this is a, you know, these are what we put out, and this is our VIP package. I wanted to. You know, just drop off to you as a nice. gift and say thank you for having me on. Nice. Uh, but also, this is the best product, and this is the best. Uh, I mean, this is why I can represent it, and this is why I'm so excited about it, and this is why all these organizations that we're partnering with are so excited about it. And it's not just the replacement drink. There's other stuff that they do. What other? Absolutely. Stuff do they do? So there's a we have a powder hydration. So you know if you don't like the RTD form, the ready to drink form, uh, we have proteins. We have a plant based protein. We have creatines. We have a sports green. Uh, there's a vitamin C tablets. Uh, we they literally work with uh, you know college eligibility so that we have all clean, healthy supplements that you know if you take it. Uh, uh, you know, you're not going to, your eligibility won't be taken away because you're taking our protein. Right. Because, uh, you know, in lots of times and most of these uh, proteins, it might have the same drum, uh, you know, and say, oh, no, this was taken out, but they use the same drum and there might be a, 
something that Picogram. is, yeah, you know, it's, it's something, <laughs> right. and you would, you know, now you test, positive you test positive, and and because it's something banned, uh, and this is what we do, this is why colleges trust us, because we're taking on upon ourselves to, um, you know, work with uh, the, the top people and put out the best product, and that's what I like about it. I mean, it's in these, uh, see, you know, this is my this is my favorite, the peach mango right here. And they're in a recyclable, plant-based capped, uh, you know, as it's it's amazing, man. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So when I was, um, you know, getting 10 for 10 uh, Gatorades at the store well, my fitness journey, I'm just like, okay, well, you know, I'm not drinking soda. I'm not drinking juice. I'm drinking Gatorade, you know. I was like, put them in the freezer. It might be my little slushy and everything. Right. And I'm, underst I'm not understanding why I'm not losing this, you know, this little bit of gut right here. Uh -huh. You know, I'm, I'm not eating sugar. I'm not eating candy. Then you look at it, and you know, I'm literally every single time I'm taking a shot of sugar when I'm drinking that Gatorade. I was like, or that Body Armor, or that uh, you know Powerade. Right. And because it tastes good, I was like, that's what most athletes when you know were geared for because right. they're telling you, oh, there's electrolytes in it. Michael Jordan, you know, represents it, and everything. It's like it's everywhere. But it's not good for you, right? And that's why they take it. They took it on uh, upon themselves and said, "We want a product that athletes can truly take, and not, you know, uh, and not just kind of uh, have to worry about, uh, you know, the extra sugar, the extra sugar, and yeah. uh, you know, and what's going to happen, you know, with uh, our product. So, am I going to test positive for something? Right? No. So, though, with the proteins. Uh, in uh, in the ready to drink and the hydration products, uh, this is I love what I do on a daily basis because this is this product. Uh, they they're serious about it, and I'm excited about it. And just like uh, you know, Major League Sports is excited about it. So, a couple questions. Uh, so this is where where does this compete with like? Um like the Gatorades and the vitamin waters and things like that, and then price-wise, is it the same? Yeah, there? so uh, right now, uh, you know, you can go to like a Costco. There's a, here in the Vegas area, it's in the AM, PM, Terribles. Uh, they have two for four deals. Uh, I was like, it depends on, the, you know, which account it's in and how they want to sell it, their margins. Uh, but we make it very, you know, it's, it's hard to compete with a – uh, you know, a 59 cents a bottle, you know, for Powerade, but that's like putting Kool-Aid in a jar and shaking it up. You know, right. this is a, this is a, still is a quality product, but you know, if for two forty nine or $2 uh, at your Costco or, you know, in all the accounts that we're in, uh, we have our uh, hydration products in Walmart. Uh, you know, these are, these are the things. So it is a competitive price. Uh, that with, uh, you know, your body armors and your top Gatorades because that's why they're actually trying to take the sugar-free Gatorade and, uh, you know, the sugar lift, everything now. Right. But right. why would you go with a company that is trying to do it now? I was like, we already perfected it. Right. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. And you're, you're it's sweetened with stevia? Stevia, yes. Right, so you're not getting the chemicals. Exactly. I was like, so there's no artificial flavoring, no artificial colors. Uh, anything. This is all natural, 
and uh, you know uh, that is stevia. And I honestly just love all the products. I was like, there hasn't been one. I mean, I have one that I'd prefer to drink, but there's not one that I just said, oh my God, why did we do this? Right. <laughs> you know. Right. And you can get the hydration stuff. Can you get the where do you can get the protein stuff here? The proteins you can go actually go on biosteel dot com. Okay. Uh, but I will be trying to. I, I can't say about the deals that are, that's that's coming on because that's not, uh, you know. But but it's going to be in our discount stores here in Vegas soon. Okay. Uh, that you can pick it up. But biosteel dot com. Uh, go and pick up. We always have promotion deals and point. Uh, we have a point system that's amazing. Okay. Uh, that we have, you can get signed jerseys, signed balls, and everything from our athletes. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins does a lot of events down in uh, Arizona, and we're trying to get a lot of stuff going uh, where you know uh, we we take care of you as well. And I I was thinking I was reading um, about the protein which was really exciting because I'm always looking for a better protein. It's like like no sugar in the protein no, as well. No, no, like no, no sugar. Carbs or no something. carbs. Yeah, no. So yeah, like that's why we don't have a uh, a weight gainer or anything like that because we just. I mean, it's not saying that carbs are bad. If right. you know, we're not saying yeah. that at all. Uh, but we are saying that with our formulas, we've found that carbs. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, we just stray away from it because this is what we want to, you know, the best product that we want to put out without carbs. Okay. So, yeah, no, that's that's why there's no carbs in there and no sugar in, you know, in those products Have as well. Have you tasted the protein? Do you yes. like it? Yes. No, okay. I love it. Now, this is why I'm 25 pounds down. Oh, wow. Like, because uh, I'm, it's not do, oh, my God, oh, I just take it and I'm down. No, <laughs> uh, you know, this is, but, you know, I, I believe in putting in uh, the right things into your body. Yes. And this is what's been the best assisted me is that if I do need uh, that sweet tooth, you know, whatever, the flavor, instead of drinking water all the time, bile still is right here. And now I'm at about six a day where I can take it. I feel hydrated. Because hydration is not only, it doesn't just say, oh, well, I'm sweating and, uh, you know, I just need something to drink. No, it's, it has to do with your skin. It has to do with your hair. It has to do with your mental state in your, you know, or the, throughout the day. Uh, your sleep. I mean, Everything. all of these. All it, your organs. All your, your organs. Heart, yes. Your, I was like, yeah. all of, your body without water and that hydration and those electrolytes, it will shut down. Yeah. And that's why, that's why I, these bios still, they stay in the refrigerator, they stay on the shelf, and they stay near me at all times. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, so, what else does Terrence Carter got going on outside of football, outside of BioSteel? What are you passionate about? Uh, now, uh, throughout my journey um, and my ups, my downs, uh, you know, I kind of share my stories about mental health. Uh, so I just share those kind of stories on my, you know, my Instagram page about mental health, about men actually being honest uh, about their feelings, about, uh, you know, about crying, about, uh, you know, just taking a look in the mirror and saying, hey, you know what, I'm not okay, you know, and I know that's a big issue with everybody, but it's uh, it's even bigger issue with men that are actually told every day, suck it up, mm. you're, you're, you're fine, stop that crying, you better not, you know, I'll give you something to cry about and everything, 
And then people wonder why that men aren't able to share feelings and they're not able to uh, process, you know, everything on a daily basis because they've, you know, pounded and, and buried uh, what's actually happened in their life. And so my, uh, I actually speak with a lot of athletes and, uh, and speak with people about their knowing their identity after football. Uh, so that is one thing that I'd love to have a platform on. Uh, speaking about mental health and sharing my story, uh, learning about my story, learning about yourself, loving yourself, being happy with yourself. Those are so important. Um, you know, outside of that, sharing my story with uh, anybody who will listen. Um, you know, I'm uh, in the, just kind of into property and property investment. I like transformation. Uh, I love, I've always, I grew up doing construction, so I'm actually renovated my house but uh, like now so right when I leave here I'm going to get some power tools and go back to work but um, you know that's that's something else that uh, I'm really passionate about is um, you know giving people um, back home it's in Kansas but uh, affordable housing mm. um, because uh, working with homeless and uh, seeing people's life uh, whether it's mental illness or life or whatever puts you there um, you know, it's important to me that, um, you know, people are just being good humans. Uh, and if you see somebody on the side of the road, I do a blanket drive here in Vegas. Um, you know, when it gets colder, I know, of course, I do, a, you know, I say, I call it a blanket drive, but it's all donations of shoes, socks, blankets, water. Uh, if you want to put together toothbrushes, packets, uh, hygiene packets, um, and just go and hand them out. You know, I was like, if you see somebody using a curb as a pillow, it's going to change your life. Mm. Uh, I was like, and just seeing somebody because, um, like I said, that could have been me. I've, uh, I've lived out of my truck for a little bit, uh, you know, because I told you after football, um, I actually uh, was in a bad place. I didn't have any money. I had a truck. I had a, you know, a, a knee that I just had surgery on. And Vince Neal and the Outlaws, we just got, you know, there's no more money. We got kicked that out, out of our places and literally using my window as a pillow. But I actually had security of a truck uh, before uh, my friend uh, Ricardo Laguna let me, you know, stay in his little room. It was like six by six, but, right. you know, he gave me a spot. Right. And somebody gave me, a, you know, a chance and said, hey, man, if you don't want to go home and drive home because you don't have money. I didn't have money, but he's right. like, hey, Terrence, uh, you know, take a room and, you know, start looking for a job. That's how I started my journey here. And uh, I was like, you know, that is so, that's why it's so important to me to help uh, anybody that's homeless or, you know, because you don't know their story. You don't know their experience. You don't know what led them uh, to be in that spot. And uh, what I said to myself was, man, if I just had something soft to lay my head on, uh, you know, I wish that. And so that's why I do the blanket drive here in Las Vegas and, uh, you know, and hand out whatever and just try to help. You do, should do, do a part. summer rehydration I'm, uh, I'm actually trying to. Biosteel. No, absolutely. Not. I'm, I'm trying to put that together yeah. and, uh, you know, can, and they're all about it. Uh, because the heat out here, uh, and also you just see the, um, uh, <laughs> if you see the people that we can go into our cars and our houses and have AC and, and get that, you know, uh, that 
that that a hundred get out of that one hundred and fifteen degree heat. Right. I was like, these people are literally going and standing and sitting underneath a tree where it's still one hundred and fifteen degrees. Right. So the hydration part, I'm actually really trying to put that together, uh, you know, in the future for next summer. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. Um, yeah, tell me about those. You know, I know you can always use volunteers. So. Oh man, absolutely, and absolutely. We could also promote it on the show and yes. and yeah all yeah so i mean i, I always uh I, I i we don't accept my, i don't accept money uh if you want to drop off a blanket drop off a blanket if you want to drop off a case of water that's going to get handed out our hygiene like i don't believe in uh you know terrence let me cash up you no if you want to give something uh then give it and uh as i can don't be like oh well uh this is what they're going to use it for no that's if it's true giving is not worrying about what you, what your gift did for somebody else. Right. I was like, you gave. I was like, you gave from your heart. You gave from what you need. You know, uh, from what you had, and let it go. And so that's why. That's what I ask people is that if they, if you want to drop off socks, shoes, uh, whatever you're not using, I was like, that's what I ask for here in Vegas. Let me ask you a personal question about your your mental health platform and did you get to that from a life experience with uh, mental health? Yeah, uh, it actually, um, that part where it came from uh, a lot of pain, it came from a uh, failure again. So that, uh, you know, that, that kicking ass that I needed from uh, getting cut, I still had hope. I still had my identity. I still had my family, my friends, and I was still there. So when life came at me uh, and I lost my job, uh, I don't have a lot of money. I don't have no money. What am I, what am I talking about? I right. don't have any money. Right. Uh, I was like, wait a minute. So now I'm not playing football. Uh, I don't have a job. I don't know who I am anymore. Got a busted up knee. Uh, I got a busted up knee. I was like, I have a cracked disc in my neck. I have a cracked disc in my back. My knee is, you know, still messed up. My Achilles is torn. I have a bum shoulder. All of these things are just adding up, and the nerve damage is not helping. So I've taken a hit mentally. I've taken a hit physically, and I've taken a hit that I was just like, you know, what is what is this? What am I? What do I? What am I here for? Are you sur su suicidal? Yes, you are. Wow. Yeah. So, um, and it, and it's it's it, I went really dark because I started to drink. I started to do anything, and I'm talking about these. This is Vegas. So my alcoholic friends are even saying, "Hey, Terrence, man, you know what? Maybe you need to, maybe you need to take it easy, you know." But I'm doing anything to feel. I'm doing anything to be happy, and I'm happy when I'm drunk. I'm happy when I'm numb. Because I don't have to think about my failure not making it to the NFL, mm -hmm. my failure not uh, you know uh, being uh, you know not being able to take care of my family, and I put I kept on putting all this weight on my shoulder every single day of things I don't have, and now I'm looking at my phone and my friends are living in mansions and there, and then that jealousy and envy is now added to the regret mm -hmm. and the pain mm -hmm. and uh, you know being broke. Right, and so I just kind of sat there, and um, I started to say, "Okay, now not drinking enough." I was like, "That's not giving me the courage. I need to take it up a notch." I was like, "I don't want to." I was like, "I'm not happy here anymore," because now I'm waking up and saying to myself, "Yeah, this is the day. 
I was like, I'm, I was like, I'm okay. I'm okay with not waking up. So I would load my gun, and I never put it in my head to my head or my, in my mouth. But I would sleep on top of it, and I would wish it would go off. Wow. And and it was so dangerous because that's what mental health is now. It's it's like a literally like this clear bubble that everybody on the outside is beating in the side, but. People don't understand the mental health on that is because you feel truly alone. And and no matter what you say, you could have been at my door and saying, Terrence, you're worth it. You're you worse, you are somebody. I love you. I you know what I'm saying? My mother is beating her, you know, she's crying on, you know, video calls and like I can't move. I actually threw I, I sat on the couch for I think it was close to four weeks, and I I didn't have the energy. Wow. Uh, I drank a little bit of water, and I you know ate some snacks here and there, but I literally got up to go to the bathroom, and get something from the cabinet like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and then go lay back down, and I laid there, and I had no energy, I had no uh, I had no hope, I had no nothing, and I didn't hear God, I didn't hear. My family, I didn't hear friends. I didn't hear inspirational quotes. Right. And, um, you know, uh, honestly, uh, one day I just started to feel something. And I was like, I went and sat in the shower and I started to talk. I felt crazy. I felt absolutely crazy because my mom begged me. She's like, Terrence, um, she's like, just promise me you'll get up and go and take a shower and then you can lay back down. And she's like, please, just, you know, so tears falling from her and I don't feel nothing. Now, my, me and my mama and my daddy, the, my family is everything in my life. Mm-hmm. I would never, never want to disappoint them, never want to leave them, but I don't hear them right now. But she, she, on this call, she says, Terrence, just go take a shower and you can lay back down. Promise me that. Okay. Got up, you know, got off the phone, went and got in the shower, and I'm just sitting there. And now I'm talking about two hours in, and I'm just sitting here. I was just like, man, I'm a failure. And I'm, this is my, my path, my journey, what happened to me. That honesty, I've never said I felt like a failure out loud. Mm. And I was like, well, why do you feel like a failure, Terrence? And you're talking to yourself. I'm talking to myself. That's wow. why I feel absolutely crazy right, right now. Right. I'm glad I live alone because if I had, you know, anybody renting out the other, you know, room, right. uh, they're gonna think, wait a minute, Terrence is not in there. He's, <laughs> he's in there by himself. Right. And so I just started Taking to a say two hour things. Shower. Yeah, two hour <laughs> shower. Like you know, so I was like, now, luckily, my water heater is great, you right. know, and uh, I'm in the HOA where they. They pay for the water, so we're good. <laughs> and uh, I'm saying, I was just like, well, why do you feel like a failure? Well, you didn't make it in football. Wait, wait man, I never said that out loud. I thought it, but I kept it in. Right. And then I was just like, well, Terrence, you, um, you, know, you don't have a career. Thought it, never said it out loud. Why don't you have a career? Why don't you have a resume, Terrence? And then I just rolled out this list of what I've been feeling on the inside. And I'm talking about, I, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm man enough to say this. 
I cried so hard. I bawled. I'm like talking about curled up, like because like everything's, uh, yeah, like a baby. I'm talking about, and everything started to pour out of me that of, of regret, of hate, of anger, of, I'm talking about, I've, I've broke down so many things that happen in life where I was talking about my position coach in college. This was the shower became my safe place. Mm-hmm. And then I woke up the next day with a little bit more. I was like, I was like, mom was like, okay, get in the shower. She's like, now I want you to get in the shower and I want you to, you know, go clean up something. She's like, just go clear off the table because my house is a wreck. Right. It stinks. I stink. Right. The, everything. Right. And she's like, okay, now do two things. So went in the shower and it was something that I shared something else about myself and being honest with myself and that reflection and that time with me. I was like, now I'm able to say it. Now this is where I was able to take it to God and say, now God, now I know what to ask for. And now I know what to, you know, what to ask for and what to do. Now, now guide me. Because I can't just say, yeah, help me with my career. Right. What about your career, Terrence? Right. And I, and I honestly felt like a voice in the back of my head saying, I want to know exactly what you want. And that reflection and that, that, that time of, that time for myself, that time with God, that time of peace, that started to get me up every single day. And then I was just like, okay, start moving. Start moving, Terrence. Okay, face yourself. You faced yourself. That's the hardest part. All right, now God is still here, Terrence. All right, now let's go. Now they beat you up. They just like they fired you, but they, they don't know what they're missing now. Now that drive is coming back, little by little, day by day. And then I started pumping out, uh, I started pumping out resumes. Resume, bow, 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 indeed, 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 man. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, another interview, bust, all right, on to the next one. Another interview, bust, on to the next one. Then I get an email, Terrence, we'd like to schedule it. All right, man. All right, here we go. All right, that's fine. Amazing, excuse me, um, you know, I'm just making them laugh and just telling them about my daily routine and what's going on. Terrence, we want to offer you the job. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm so used to it. I actually kept all of the, the emails saying, no, thank you. We're, we've, we've moved along with somebody else. Right. And I was like, so I was so shocked because I kept on trying. I was waiting for this one shot, this one opportunity. Right. And uh, she's just like, well, you know, I, I, I can't make it official, but I like you. Can you talk to uh, this? Uh, his name was Jim. She's like, Terrence, she's like, I wanna, we want to introduce you to him. Mm-hmm. Talk to him. Two weeks go by. And I was just like, I knew it. I knew they didn't want it. So my friend, uh, her, name, her name is Simone. She's a CEO boss out in Colorado, right? So I was talking to her, and she's just like, email him. No, I'm not going to email him, man. I was like, you know, what if they, what am I bothering them with? Right. And she's just like, email them and say. She's just like, and tell them, look, you want this job, and tell them exactly what you want. 
have no fear. She's like, go after it. I emailed him. I was like, you know what, Bow? Let me email her. Not even 15 minutes later, Terrence, we apologize. I knew it. I started reading it, and she's just like, we hired you back then. We've decided that day that we wanted to hire you. We're sorry. We've just been so busy. Congratulations. Wow. And so that took care of the mental part was taken care of with my honesty and reflection and getting to know myself 100%. I'm talking about from head to toe. So mentally, now I'm feeling better and I'm not searching for that numbness, that uh, that next thing to get me through, uh, you know, uh, that pain. And I've dealt with it now. Now that I've dealt with it, now, now we got to do the financial side. Now, so mentally, we're good. Now financially, Terrence, you got to get moving. We got to get we got to get this work going, man. Mm-hmm. So now financially, better. Now Terrence, physically. Now you got to take care of yourself, which it's definitely helps with mental. Right. Because that work ethic that I had lost, mm-hmm. that drive that I had lost. All these, all these things that made me the athlete I was, the man I was, um, now I had to get that back. And so I went to, I would go to LVAC and on the Stairmaster, and I think I was, my bench was down, my squat was down, my everything, leg right. press. I'm horrible the first day, but I did it. I right. took a step, and then I was like, okay, but I can do more the next day. And I can do more the next day. And then I finally got into a rhythm and a routine, a healthy routine, where I was like, my body is now popping up. And I'm like, yo, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm thinking good. I can, I can do a couple more things. And I got out of that funk. And I know that doesn't help, you know, that doesn't, that's not the process for a lot of people with mental health issues. I was like, his, uh, I've lost friends, I've lost, you know, and that was, that was just adding on all of these things, this weight and then this glass where you're not letting anybody else in. And they think that the world is on top of them and it's not. And I'm, t- I'm asking them, like, I'm asking people that just one one issue at a time. Take that off your shoulder and deal with it. You don't have a million things to do today. You have one. And that's what my mother said to me was, Terrence, I just want you to do one thing today. And in those steps, I said, I took that and then I helped it. And then I dealt with one issue a day. And then months later, (laughs) I was like, wait a minute, I've dealt with anger dealt with regret, I've dealt with identity and not, I've dealt with, and then you're finally able to look at yourself in the mirror and smile again. And then because you're no longer that cancer to friends, mm. you're no longer that, um, you know, that envious, jealous person because they're somebody, they're in a place uh, in life that you're not. And then once you get that energy back, and you start to build your own energy, your own, you're happy with yourself. I don't need anybody else. I can do it. 
And then that's when things start to click for you. Nice. When that is that push, is right. that routine, and life starts to happen. I, prom- I promise you this, that you will, things will happen if you get in that routine, that healthy routine, and push every day. And that's what helped me on my journey. And also having loved ones and friends and everything still there. Mm-hmm. Just know I was there. Right. You know, because I wouldn't even want to, now that I look back at it, I would never want to hurt anybody in my life by leaving this earth and saying, Terrence, we, what, what could we have done? But so many people lose that journey and people don't understand the helplessness that that person feels. Mm. That, that they feel alone. Mm. <laughs> and there's nothing that somebody can save them. So I'm, I want, that's when I share my stories of motivation, of health, and everything that I do. I want to know, I want that person to know that there is somebody there to hear them, to sit in quiet, to get them help professionally, to get them a meal, do whatever it is to take that one step. Mm. And that's what, that's what was given to me as Terrence, take that one step and do one thing today. And mentally, do that one thing today and take it off your shoulder and then truly let it go. And then the next day, take it off your shoulder and do the one thing. And you're going to start walking different. You're going to start talking different. And people are going to see you in a different light. Because when I became, became that cancer person, that cancerous person, is that I was, nobody invited me out again. Right. So it was just like, Terrence, what you doing tonight? I was like, hey, what's everybody doing tonight? Uh, <laughs> and then you look up and they're at Drace, you know, at a pool all together. Right. I was that friend. But now I took that power, my power back and my energy back and my happiness back. And I gave it and I was able to, I'm able to finally now uh, on a daily routine uh, live live the life that I want to accomplish and, you know, where I see myself. And I don't see me being complacent any ever again. And I also don't see an NFL, you know, platform where I'm going to feel regret. I'm just going to push every day to be my best and push my push myself to the best and something will happen. I just believe that. Nice, nice. Yeah. Very inspirational and um I could go on and on, but we have to end this. <laughs> oh, man. No, that was a great time, man. But, I appreciate uh, you. <laughs> thank you for your time yeah. and for your bio steel. Absolutely. People um, get, your re- get your hydration on with bio steel. And until next time, FitFam, like, share, um, especially this, this end part where he really gets into his emotional um, and mental health area. Um, and until next time, Fifth Fam, I'm out.